Welcome to Mindful Space to Pause. Your host is Dee Lee. In our show, you'll experience what it means to take a break, get in tune with your true self, and be in the present. Now, here is your host, Dee Lee. Welcome to our show, Mindful Space to Pause. My name is Dee Lee, and I'm your host today as we explore how to practice turning the keys to unlock your internal energy system. C. Joy Bell C. had a, a thought here, the most adventurous journey to embark on is the journey to yourself. The most exciting thing to discover is who you really are. The most treasured pieces that you can find are all the pieces of you. The most special portrait you can recognize is the portrait of your soul. Interestingly, the spirals of the energy are not only within each of us, but also within the world around us. Made mostly of water, we are beings powered by electrical charges and swirls of magnetic energy. Ancient cultures understood this energetic system and called it by many different names. They realized the total energetic system is an interconnected network of centers called chakras. They have a vital function that is a total sum of all the parts. And in the past, this channel of awareness has been obscured and hidden. But as we move forward along our step-by-step expansion of awareness process, we will reconnect, harmonize, recharge, and integrate our individual life energy with the world around us. Brian Tracy is, um, has a quote uh, that I really liked, uh, just as your car runs more smoothly and requires less energy to go faster and farther when the wheels are in perfect alignment, you perform better when your thoughts, feelings, emotions, goals, and values are in balance. And it's interesting, uh, Eckhart Tolle said, when you get into your car, shut the door and be there for just a half a minute. Breathe, feel the energy inside your body, look around at the sky, the trees. The mind might tell you, I don't have time, but that's the time talking to you. Even the busiest person has time for 30 seconds of space. So as we get ourselves um, more connected to ourselves and also aware of practicing um, thought processes and positive words and helping ourselves throughout our day. It's not just a specific time, possibly, but trying to come up with something that within each um, hour, if that's a better uh, division of time, uh, having it so that we get more practice within ourselves um, to be paying attention and feeling better about things uh, within ourselves, it will radiate into our our environment. It's uh, made up of, you know, all these different moving parts around us and within ourselves. And it's really boiling down to um, a system approach and some basic systems theory. Marcus Aurelius was a Roman Empire from 161 to 180 AD in Rome, Italy. And he He was a philosopher also and came up with um, some thought processes around basic um, systems and how a system works. Our physical system in ourselves is um, part of a bigger system, which is in our um, environment, 
and our our place here on Earth, which is also part of a bigger structure in, in the universe. So there is some basic systems theory that um, I find rather fascinating, and it gives some ideas of you know how people operate in a um, minute feeling of themselves, but they're also being called to pay attention and be part of the bigger uh, area around them, too. So, in studying um, some of what Marcus Aurelius had brought up, you know, a system is an organized structure of mass and energy existing in a dimension of time and space, more than a collection of parts. So, once organized, the system has properties that are not present when the parts are separate. All things can be viewed as a system and or a part of a system and composed of systems and interfacing with other systems. It can show a circular or a uh, quality of functioning too. So certain principles that apply to all systems can be also looking at specific kinds of systems. They're all interconnected and affect other things that are varying degrees. They're constantly changing and can be dynamic with balancing within each other. So some of this brings back the conversation of um, some of our internal systems that we'll be exploring um, have to do with a language called chakras and how do chakras operate within ourselves. But it's interesting to also note um, there are seven standard chakras that have been studied, but really they go up higher into 12, 13 chakra levels in different focuses, not just within ourselves. It's also um, prevalent in, on the earth. Um, so the earth actually has chakras too. It's um, something where some of this information is just um, becoming more uh, common in the um, knowledge base, too. So, it's as we connect with the different elements and look around and participate, it's taking your curiosity and exploring some of the um, results of how your system works within the bigger system. So, systems theory is actually quite logical and uh, compatible with our experience, but it's something that um, there are some basic concepts. So, as we study ourselves as part of a bigger piece, too, we're uh, looking at a system containing a structure of organized components of different, uh, you know, similar or different types, and no system can exist in isolation. It it will interface with other systems that may be similar or possibly different. The functioning of the system affects multiple other um, and related um, aspects, and with the possible exception of the universe and the smallest component of energy or matter, all systems are components of a larger system and have um, smaller subsystems. So it can become quite complex, and um, it can it basically when a system remains stable, they are you know there are changes that can happen, but it it can be is in a, it can be related to a state of balance, and balance is the fundamental concept in nature. So systems have evolved over a dimension of time, and when we look at the structure, it may actually appear illogical. 
And as we study the history of how these have evolved, current and future structure functioning can be better understood. So to acquire a valid theory of human functioning, we need to understand and observe how the uh, relation is to internal and external systems. The theory itself is a theory, and as we raise questions and do observations, we can come up with other uh, perspectives and see how it actually interrelates with ourselves and our situation. So, as we move along on um, the idea of systems theory, we are approaching um, getting understanding of ourselves as, you know, working with words like mindfulness. And mindfulness is um, key to the present moment, so it's really a quality that, um, and and quality and power of the mind that is aware of what is happening. Um, It is like a mirror that simply reflects whatever comes before it. When we see clearly what is in each moment, we have better wisdom to make choices and decisions rather than being on autopilot. And a lot of times we operate with a habit of being in action because that's been our pattern of prior conditioning. We are basically living in an age when convenience is king, queen, and we are on automatic um, process where um, we look around in our general area and we're looking at um, a simple system uh, that has to do with getting in a car and turning on a key. but that's not a simple system because a lot of where we're headed right now is more from a keyless ignition system rather than a key. So it's interesting taking that concept of what is a key and how do you turn it on, how do you unlock our internal process, unlock our knowledge, unlock um, and have not just identification of these special tools and keys that we have available, but because we're in more of a mindset, um, we are looking at convenience. And so it was interesting, um, as I was contemplating the, today's show, it was like we're more in tune with keyless uh, entry for our cars. And so if we think in terms of uh, what is a keyless approach to Uh, getting more familiar with mindset, with ourselves, accessing our internal system, being connected to um, a lot of the language that, you know, meditation and some of the uh, information out here. Um, It's interesting. Convenience is really very, very critical because of our time allocations and interest of being efficient. So, just a quick one. with how how a system like that works, it's very much, um, you know, the keyless society uh, has a lot of benefit, but it also has some challenges. And uh, as we take a look at um, what those challenges are, or we also take a look at um, the aspect of how do we become mind fullness, using that word rather than mindlessness, and um, 
that's an aspect of what we'll be exploring here too. But to start off with, we wanted to connect with um, the idea of turning on some keys. And so some of the study of ourselves as well as some of the related areas within, around our world have to do with what's called a chakra. And um, as we are looking at um, you know, our own, it's, it's like an energy pod and our link to the earth. Um, the energy um, is earth kundalini, which really winds its way up and around the core of the earth, through the earth and up into your root chakra. So there's some very basic language in this area too. So the, the root, it ignites our own um, kundalini, which is, it acts like a fiery serpent. And from there, uh, it winds all the way up through the spinal cord and out to your crown chakra and overflows down out through and down around your body back into the earth and cycles back through into the earth and then back coming up through through yourself. So the the energy itself is uh, flowing, and what happens is, um, part of the problem can be where we get have things get stuck. Um, it's one of those where, um, as you're maybe curious and maybe practicing um, mindfulness and yoga, um, there's a lot of pondering that goes on with the what does that mean and how does it attach itself to myself and how do I access whatever I'm doing with the tools, but it's a, the um, language itself is um, pretty specific, and there is a lot of um, publication out going discussing meditation, how to meditate, um, what are the correct ways to do, you know, breathe, um, and sometimes we get overwhelmed with talking about a lot of getting out there doing this and not feeling like we really understand or have the time. Um, so we want to make this really simple in a way, but um, chakras themselves are really energy centers that run through the body uh, from the base of our spine to um, the crown chakra and above. And there are also locations on the earth that are uh, physical locations that have vortices and are um, considered um, chakra from an earth perspective. So we'll um, go through and um, I can identify the locations of those that have been located and talk a little bit about how those relate. So the root, root chakra really is um, the base chakra and it's, it's in the center of the body. Um, it is the grounding chakra, and this is um, how you are connected to the earth, and it's he here that um, we reference that, that your kundalini is, is located, and it's coiled at the base of your spine. If it's not balanced or it's unaligned, it can cause a lack of energy and depression due to its imbalance. Uh, the base helps... Uh, to you to be active and centered. So the second chakra is um, involves the sexual organs and deals with issues related to sex and relationships. 
the sacral controls your passions, your sexual drive, your lower sexual organs, your bladder, bowel, and lower intestines. Working with this chakra, you will find problems with low sex drive, sexual abuse, and overactive sex drive. People who have problems conceiving children find this area to be problematic. The third chakra is the solar plexus chakra, and this is where um, this is the chakra that stores energy, whether it's good or bad. And humans hold on. Uh, things within this chakra and can store pain, fears, stress, related past history of um, events or exposure to positive, negative things. And when you are working properly with your positive energy for growth and healing, this this chakra is very much like the heart, for if it's not working um, or shut down or blocked, uh, disease can get in and slowly cause destruction. The solar controls your will, your issues with the, from the past, your pain and fear, as well as your ambition to succeed. It also is related to upper intestines and down upper back and spine. So as far as the three primary chakras to start with, um, these represent our being grounded and belonging to the earth. They're your mental and physical chakras and are essential to our growth and survival for living in the material and physical world. When these become unbalanced or blocked, we have problems working, living, and adjusting in today's world. If you are someone who has problems coping day by day with life, love, work, and health, then working on these chakras can provide helpful healing in these areas. So the interesting part um, with chakras, you know, is really uh, looking at them in a way that um, the words and how their location is um, is helpful to understand, but it's also a uh, there's lots of unknowns because we're still deciding what's going on with them. So, like in the earth, the root chakra is thought to believe or is thought to be at Mount Shasta in California, and its symbol of uh, grounding. It's um, it's symbolized by a lotus with four petals, and it's is in balance. And when it's in balance, we feel safe, strong, and committed. And outside of you know the balance, we can feel unsafe. So Mount Shasta is, from the Earth's perspective, is rising out of the forest and is a magnificent uh, example of natural beauty and powerful spiritual presence. It's still an active volcano, and uh, it's one of the highest peaks in the Cascade Range. So it's regarded as um, the base or the root of the Earth's energy, regulating universal life and acting as a geyser of upward energy. Um, So it's um, something that um, Native American tribes had thought of it from the volcano perspective, and it's it's a base grounded uh, area. So if you haven't been there, it's a wonderful place to go and explore. On that note, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. 
When you slow down, you give yourself a gift of time for being. Here in the abundant flow, thought seeds grow. Daily moments rush past and disappear into memory. Surround yourself with an essence of nature and feel a renewed sense of hope and peace. Watching a bee gather pollen, the wind playing with leaves, garden flowers presenting their unique, colorful faces. These are the simple joys possible. Our natural world gets left behind in the concrete jungle, digital maze, or inner and outer environment systems. Make a choice to fill your mind with uplifting images surrounding you with invisible access on your mobile devices, in your working and living environments. Pause pads are a quick momentary retreat for your mind to find a space to pause in the middle of a busy day for a moment for a reality break from a busy schedule or as a reminder to take time for yourself to get uplifted. The pause pad break has so many benefits and yet is like a lily pad floating around in sight and in mind as a space to experience an immediate sense of calm. Take a break. Hit the pause pad button or send an email to mcspectrums at gmail.com. Tune in to Lead Up for Women. Speak up to Lead Up as we celebrate the influence of women in business and beyond. Your host, Colleen Biggs, speaks with guests who have stories to share, have faced adversity, and have become success stories in business, in their communities, and in personal accomplishments. Join the strong and the brilliant ones and understand that the world is ready for you to be at your best. Lead Up for Women is heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Mindful Space to Pause with your host, Dee Lee. If you'd like to connect with the show, we'd love to hear from you via email. You can send them to mcspectrums at gmail.com. That's mcspectrums at gmail.com. Now, back to Mindful Space to Pause. Hi, this is Donna Lee, and we're uh, discussing the chakra systems. Um, We went through... uh, learning a little bit about the three in the human system and uh, we're exploring the fact that the earth also has uh, chakras. Um, it's, it's similar to um, understanding that this is a lot of uh, information that is ga- being gathered in different ways and so there are changes that as uh, information changes Um, These are just some beginning thoughts, but like we started out with the first chakra, um, with the root chakra of the earth being at Mount Shasta, and um, this is an area that um, was historically believed to be the volcano of the center of the universe or even the birthplace of the creator by the um, Native American tribes that were living in that area. So the the second chakra for the earth um, is the sacral chakra that is um, located um, like in, uh, in the human, it governs our emotions, creativity, and the ability to enjoy life. When it's in balance, we feel joy and are able to produce our greatest gifts. We feel connected to life with a sense of being on an adventure. When out of balance, we can feel closed off and 
in the Earth, Lake Titicaca is located in um, or stretches across Peru and Bolivia and acts as the Earth's sacral chakra. It um, intersects with the middle of the um, border between Peru and Bolivia, and it is a lake um, or isle of the sun, which is a Bolivian island which was once home to the Incas, and it was considered, they considered the lake sacred. The archaeology team that found an ancient temple um, was completely submerged in the uh, lake, um, and it's said that um, this uh, lake embodies both masculine and feminine energies, so thereby making itself representative of sexuality as the sacral chakra, and is believed to regulate all species on Earth and evolutionary processes. In the Earth locations for chakras, um, the third chakra, which is the solar plexus, is located in Australia in the uh, rock in rock formations. And um, it's a uh, solar plexus, plexus is another name for the house of the soul. So in the physical area, it's located in our stomach area and the color is yellow. The solar plexus is about integrity, having a higher purpose, and is the seed of confidence in one's life path. This is where we manifest from. In the uh, rock formation in Australia, um, it's making up um, a dual chakra because there's uh, two massive rock formations called ULURU and KATATJUTA. And they're about uh, 18 miles apart. They rise several thousand feet out of the Australian desert. And the rock formations play an important part in the um, local Aboriginal groups having to do with ancient wisdom and creation stories that they tell. The, um, the actual chakra has to do with wisdom and processing emotion, acting as a makeshift umbilical cord to the planet and maintaining life all around the globe. So these are the first three chakra areas that uh, we were discussing in comparison. The fourth chakra is the heart chakra, and this chakra is the feeling center of your body, your mind, and your soul. The position of the heart chakra is in the heart area of the body, and here is where all of your emotions come into play. With this chakra, you feel happiness. Your emotions are you know, happiness, sadness, pleasure, and pain. It deals with the heart, lungs, and surrounding, um, balanced, hopefully balancing the organs, both the front and the back of the body. When it's blocked and not balanced, you can become irrational, sad, depressed, and unable to express yourself and your talents. The heart controls the heart itself, the chest, the thymus, the rib cage, and arteries that pump the flow of blood into your system. It also controls your love for yourself and others, your appreciation of beauty, and your compassion. Working with this chakra can help people to feel and express their emotions and help with relationships with loved ones, friends, and acquaintances. In the um, the Earth chakra system, the um, heart chakra is located in England, um, 
it's you know the it's green in color. Um, there's possibility of two locations: um, uh, Maui, Hawaii, and England. Um, it's green in color and located at the heart center is where healing takes place in our physical body. It's our center of love, connectedness, and forgiveness. When out of balance, we feel closed to love and hold grudges. When we um, are in balance, we see the good in everyone. So sunrise at the um, volcano in Maui, um, you know, when we talk about a dual chakra, the heart chakra is located in um is located in England and um, two towns in southern England, which are about 30 miles apart. And according to some, the heart chakra may also expand to include Stonehenge. There's stories from across different traditions that meet at this location, from the tales of King Arthur and Avalon to the legends um, of you know, different um, cultures, and, and these are after the resurrection of Jesus. The heart chakra fittingly deals with love and healing. Therefore, it is interesting that the combination of these different centers has long been believed to represent the joining together of the ideas of love and will. Well, these are most um, potential centers. Some also look at Hawaii volcano to be like a heart chakra with good reason as the energy at the top of the volcano gives off the same frequency as the beating of the human heart. So some of that is um, more observation and um, discussion of potential locations to check out. If you haven't been there or want to check out further, there's more information now becoming available that shows um, the different aspects of these um, these words and, and understandings. So on the fifth chakra, which is the throat chakra, this chakra deals with communication and voice, singing, acting, and talking to others. When blocked, you would see someone who is afraid to voice their own opinions or someone who overly is vocal about their beliefs. The throat chakra controls your voice, lungs, mouth, teeth, thyroid, and glands. This chakra opens you to speaking, communicating, and expressing your artistic and creative desires. In ourselves, that's um, kind of a general you know, location and also aspect. The light blue throat chakra color projects the truth outwardly, but also inwardly. This is where we find the confidence to speak our truth and to express creativity without fear of judgment or even seeking and needing approval. When in balance, we value truth for truth's sake alone. So the Mount of Olives in Jerusalem is one of the locations that make up the throat chakra on the earth plane. The throat chakra, too, is not just one location, but a combination of three important ones. It's um, looking at the Great Pyramid of Giza in uh, Egypt, Mount Sinai also in Egypt, and Jerusalem's Mount of Olives. Two of these locations, Mount Sinai and Mount of Olives, are important places in the Bible. 
Increasingly, connecting the three locations on a map forms almost a perfect right triangle. The throat chakra symbolizes voice and communication. Some consider the unrest in the Middle East to be the crisis of the cries of the mother, or Earth's way of calling out for help. The sixth chakra is the third eye chakra, and this is situated in the middle of your forehead, just above the eyes, and deals with your senses, your feeling, your sight, your sound, and our psychic abilities. You also think and make decisions with this chakra. However, with most what is most important is that this chakra connects you with the spiritual and higher levels beyond our earthly plane. The third eye controls your mind, your ears, your subconscious, your dream states, um, as well as your memory and learning capacity. It also controls your openness to the psychic senses, such as clairvoyance, telepathy, and aura sensing. Headaches, stress, lack of sleep, and memory loss can occur when not functioning properly. And mental problems or mental illness also can relate to this chakra. In the earth plane, um, it's thought that um, this is possibly located, probably, in Glastonbury, England. The third eye chakra is a color blue and is located in the human sense in the forehead, just above and right between our two physical eyes. This is where we create our own reality through our beliefs and whatever we choose to see in the world. When out of balance, we can feel overstimulated and clouded with thoughts that don't feel like our own. In today's world, which is so full of information and uh, we have almost an overbalance or overwhelm potential, the third eye can come out of balance easily. So some ways and tools to get this and are very helpful for bringing it back into balance have to do with uh, meditation and allowing stillness to, or to be in a space of stillness and, and actually calm the mind down. The um, third eye is also the third only chakra that can, be, can shift itself in different locations around the earth, supposedly due to the rotation of the earth on its axis. Um, it, this chakra is believed to move every um, new age location or the location moves with every new age and um, is said to coordinate with constellations. So according to astrology, we are currently uh, in the age of Aquarius, which determined that the third eye would be in line with the heart chakra in England. When we move into the next phase, the age of Capricorn, the chakra is expected to shift to Brazil. Astronomers are estimating each um, astrological age to last approximately 2100 to 2500 uh, 2,500 years. Um, the third eye chakra provides strong recognition and awareness, as well as clear thinking and vision by bringing together rational knowledge and intuition. So, uh, the seventh crown or the seventh chakra, which is called the crown chakra, is one of the um, Seven, you know, this is the highest of the seven that are the standard that um, most people relate to, 
And the crown chakra is connection to your higher planes of the spiritual world. Dreams and visions, hopes and realizations take place within this chakra. Beliefs and morals also come under this area and is important if you are truly dedicated to the goals of your life. When these are blocked or closed, you can become racist and judgmental of people and religions. You may also have no artistic abilities, and you may get too caught up in the material world. The crown chakra controls our eyes, the top of the brain, and is the link to the other spiritual realms, connections to your beliefs, and contact to the spirit world. Here are where your dreams and goals take seed, and through careful nurturing, your dreams can become a reality. When you are working in this chakra, it opens you up to the excitement of a wonderful and imaginary world. You can become artistic and creative, open and loving to all that surrounds you. You believe there is a higher purpose, and you are not afraid to venture forth and discover that anything is possible. There are many other chakras all over the body, but the above, you know, the seven that we have gone through, one through seven, um, are the main ones that can bring healing to the physical body, the mind, and the soul. In the earth plane, um, the crown chakra is um, considered to be at Mount, and the word is K-A-I-L-A-S-H in Tibet. It's feeling it's that's part of the it's only fitting that the crown jewel of the Himalayas serves as a crown chakra this reaches above 22,000 feet and is often called the roof of the world and is considered to be the most sacred mountain in the Himalayas and it's um, really um, very high in that area so um, the crown power serves as a powerful connector to something greater than oneself, both physically because of its grandeur and non-physically because of its sacredness. So holy is the mountain to Tibetans that even attempting to climb it is considered an offense to the realm of spirituality. So again, the seventh chakra which is purple in color and sits above the head like a crown. And in the human, this is our connection to higher guidance. It's where we are connected to the cosmos, are open to seeing signs and finding meanings in seemingly random things. Most people are not as connected to the chakra. Um, and I guess in some ways, most people are only connected to the first and second chakras. But um, in this one, uh, we are... Um, abil- the ability is to basically feel connected to um, the universe through this chakra. Those are the first seven that uh, most people relate to. And um, while there are higher uh, chakras and energy centers that um, we have in our body, um, which we're going to go through here after our break, but um, essentially, the crown chakra is um, the highest point um, in um, knowledge for most people to consider. Um, but it's something where the higher consciousness, as we step into the, the next uh, levels up to, I think there's 13 that are discussed, um, it's 
you know, taking an idea of, um, you know, that more than seven, you know, is, you know, and up to 12 is considered as relatively new. So as you appreciate learning about the chakras, um, and there's ways of looking at different perspectives in this area too, we look at um, the ability to understand our physical beings as we understand the location and base of these different ones and how they relate within ourselves and relate to each other as we're also relating to the earth and out into our environment. So it's it's a very, um, we're subsystems within a bigger system and um, that system theory that I was discussing earlier applies. And so we want to think in not just an isolated basis of my first through 13 chakras and keep it isolated, but think in conjunction with having relation to our environment outside of ourself and how we connect to it, to others, and um, take space to do that. And on our note, we're going to have a quick space here and have a space for a break. We'll be right back. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. When you slow down, you give yourself a gift of time for being. Here in the abundant flow, thought seeds grow. Daily moments rush past and disappear into memory. Surround yourself with an essence of nature and feel a renewed sense of hope and peace. Watching a bee gather pollen, the wind playing with leaves, garden flowers presenting their unique, colorful faces. These are the simple joys possible. Our natural world gets left behind in the concrete jungle, digital maze, or inner and outer environment systems. Make a choice to fill your mind with uplifting images surrounding you with invisible access on your mobile devices, in your working and living environments. Pause pads are a quick momentary retreat for your mind to find a space to pause in the middle of a busy day for a moment for a reality break from a busy schedule, or as a reminder to take time for yourself to get uplifted. The pause pad break has so many benefits and yet is like a lily pad floating around in sight and in mind as a space to experience an immediate sense of calm. Take a break. Hit the pause pad button or send an email to mcspectrums at gmail.com. Life-changing events can have positive and or negative repercussions. When they happen, they can feel elating or devastating to those affected. It can also get in the way of your personal and professional life. On Life-Altering Events with host Frank Zakari, we examine the scope of these events and discuss how to move forward in the wake of the opportunities presented. It's never too late to get started or pick up the pieces and move forward. Listen Tuesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Mindful Space to Pause with your host, Dee Lee. If you'd like to connect with the show, we'd love to hear from you via email. You can send them to mcspectrums at gmail.com. That's mcspectrums at gmail.com. Now, back to Mindful Space to Pause. Welcome back 
to our study that we're doing of the chakra systems and how um, we as individual humans are full of chakras as well as our environment, the earth has chakras, and learning about the uh, various interrelated system theory, how we're all part of the bigger system, even though we feel like maybe a small subpart of it, we are still connected to the universe. And the premise of the 12 chakra system, um, there's actually more than 12, but the premise of the 12 that are kind of the basics um, is, you know, is thinking in terms of living beings as part of a whole. And each of us is grounded to the earth and linked to the universe via a thin cable. And that cable stretches from roughly three feet below your feet to miles and miles up through the atmosphere and into outer space. So even though um, a lot of this area is still in um, you know, study, uh, there are a lot of different dimensions of our human being uh, existence, um, we're still part of this system. And again, the system theory can come forward and, and bring up different questions. Uh, there's a lot of things to explore. Um, the organization of the different chakra systems um, is really understanding that um, there are, you know, the traditional ones, there's traditional colors that follow the spectrum of the rainbow. And the extended system has additional colors on top of that, which um, are made up of all kinds of combinations. So there's quite a bit of study that, um, like the eighth and ninth chakras are generally represented above the head, and the tenth chakra is slightly under the ground. However, we also find descriptions of um, 12 chakras locating the eighth chakra underground and some of the other ones up above the crown. So the additional chakras are um, the same, but they're represented in different ways. And so there's uh, some variances with what you you read and how you, you relate to it. But it's, again, information. And it can also be information to try out um, thought processes so that um, as you're learning uh, how to relate to yourself and your world, you can try out some of this interaction. The eighth chakra... Um, is located slightly above the the crown chakra. Um, Some people say it's about an inch. Um, And when with this chakra, we enter realms transcending space and time. This energy center is said to open access to parallel universes and lives, and it gives access to the realm of uh, Akashic records and the sphere of potential um, ality, of knowing, you know, a lot of information that may not be um, readily useful or using um, attachment of knowledge to us that we're not used to. Um, Some of it is useful from a shamanic healing and communication with spirit guides. The ninth chakra is located further above the chakra, um, the crown chakra, and is said to be the seat of the soul. It allows access to your soul's code or higher purpose. It can be seen as the door to energies or patterns that play an important role in shaping our destiny. 
The tenth chakra is located about a foot and a half below the surface of the ground. It's in the other direction. It ensures our connection with the earth. Because it works primarily with the energies of the earth, it is very physical in nature and participates um, in our physical well-being and connects us to the grounding energies of the earth and our environment. And just like the first um, or root chakra, it is useful to heal bone and marrow, um, bone marrow related issues. It can also play a role in any DNA related or hereditary issues. The 11th chakra is located outside of the body and is said to be accessible through the hands and feet. It makes up the energy fields that connect, uh, uh, connects the human sphere of influence to the supernatural. Shamans can use this chakra dimension to produce magic and influence the physical with supernatural powers. It emphasizes the mind as a powerful tool to shape matter. The 12th chakra is located on the outskirts of the 12th chakra system and allows us to stretch way beyond our common sphere of understanding into universal unity with all that matters. And it's, it's really said to be the chakra of mastery of the, of the purpose you know, that we're here, our soul's purpose through our human existence. It includes a lot of... Um, information and information that sometimes we are we cannot really understand but it's really depending upon individual interpretation it gives us different ideas that we can relate to we can actually um, try out areas and um, find out how it works within ourselves or uh, comes along with um, consciousness that you know, as we're learning, we're also uh, seeking more information and other people in the similar path will become uh, able to communicate and share the, some of this detail. So it becomes, an, um, even though it's rather new, it's also very exploratory and uh, rather exciting. So as we are mindfully pausing and finding space um, to look in and outside of ourselves, um, we have to be also careful with uh, words that we use. And when we come up with different words, uh, we can um, take time and, and play with the words, but we're also, um, I brought up in the last show, uh, taking inventory. So as we, we pause and take inventory of um, our use of language, how we um, become more awake, and we are we're actually taking time to take focus and become more thoughtful on ourselves uh, as we learn about ourselves, and we really want to get to a point where um, our our lives become not quite so chaotic, and we are able to find space so that we can um, have time to uh, mindfully. Sp- take time to spend in in a different location and mindset maybe taking five minutes each day and um, where do you start with some of this process Um, taking time to schedule something for yourself so that you have have that ability to um, find yourself in a different location or if you're only doing it when you are waking up 
um, you can you can have an internal time that you can um, be still in bed possibly and, and go into a space of calm and find um, an area of ability to think through your day and um, be graciously appreciative of what you're um, about to explore in that day, uh, starting with yourself. And Rumi offers an interesting observation. He said, your hand opens and closes, opens and closes. If it were always a fist or always stretched open, you would be paralyzed. Your deepest presence is in every small contracting and expanding, the two as beautifully balanced and coordinated as bird wings. So being the creator of yourself puts you in the driver's seat of this opportunity. It also raises a lot of questions and ponderings or musings as you move through the process. It takes persistence, adrenaline, and belief that you can do it. And in that process, um, this combination is what has resulted in achievements and great performances by celebrities. It is really the basic essence of human potential and source of individual achievement. Bill Bradley said, ambition is the path to success. Persistence is a vehicle you arrive in. And in that thought process, did you know that the word now is one, W-O-N, spelled backwards? So you want to play with words, you want to be present, you want to uh, have fun, have humor. And in um, looking at mindfulness and uh, the um, ability to um, open ourselves to a new attitude and presence, uh, we want to be able to have fun and have that humor so available because it helps to laugh at ourselves as we're creating ourselves because who knows you know we're we're creating a a master here of approach as we create ourselves Uh, mindful space to pause is about planting thought seeds inside and outside of yourself for uplifting your daily moments of experience once these thought seeds have been planted and have taken root in your daily habit patterns You can pause with a sense of discovery, curiosity, and be thankful, to reflect and be wonder-filled in awe. And how does this all happen? Well, we have to get started and do it. Um, Buddha said, the trouble is you think you have time. Unfortunately, uh, this is one area that we have to start this fascinating journey now because time is elusive and always seems to be flowing elsewhere. And... I wrote a poem that speaks to this focus. So when I open my eyes, I see love flows freely through me. When I open my ears, I hear floating songs of melody. When I open my feelings, I ensure I am truly connected. When I open my voice, I share my vocal light everywhere. When I tune to my sense of smell, I am enveloped in dancing aromas. When I open my full heart, I know I am made of a lot of parts. And with this mindful sensing, I find the creator is simply in me. Pause with us next time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and have a great week. Thank you for joining us this week on Mindful Space to Pause. Tune in every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition featuring your host, Dee Lee, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you next time.